this podcast is not intended for the purpose of diagnosing or providing mental health advice. Although we may have a lot of life experience on these topics, we are not professionals or experts. If you are struggling or need help, please contact your healthcare provider or a registered mental health clinician for your own unique circumstances. Thank you. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Kristen, and welcome to your Uncomfort Zone, where we discuss and explore creativity, culture, and healing through lifestyle. I hope you've all been well. I know it's been a very long time since my last episode. My intention was to get back on track with regular posting and writing, but that just didn't happen. I try to keep things pretty open on here. I try to be open about my life as much as I can within, obviously, a healthy limit. Um, And honestly, I've had a really difficult few months, and I've really, really been struggling with my mental health, my physical health, and there have been some very big changes in my life recently as you can probably tell by the title of today's episode. Today's topic is all about heartbreak and breakups. And as someone who is currently going through one of those, I thought it might be a good time to share with you some of the things that I've been doing to get through all of this. I'm not gonna lie, it really has not been easy, but I've come to understand a lot from this experience, so I thought it might be an opportunity to share with you what I've learned and what I am learning through everything. I've also been under pretty massive amounts of stress in other areas of my life, so I want to talk about how to get through this stuff when the timing is just absolutely fucking terrible. Um, Not that there's ever good timing for something like this, but um, yeah. And just as a little bit of a disclaimer, I'm experiencing a lot of heartbreak and sadness and I'm just grieving a lot and it's still a very fresh wound for me. So I apologize if I get emotional when talking through some of this stuff, like especially in the more unscripted parts of the episode, because I fully expect myself to. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump right in. Before I get into the contents of the next few sections here, I just wanted to issue a quick content warning. As always, I try to keep things nondescript on your uncomfort zone, but I will be touching on some sensitive topics today, which include disordered eating, self-harm, and suicidal ideation. So if any of these topics feel unsafe to you, feel free to sit this one out. Okay, let's jump right in. I think it goes without saying that love is probably one of the most complex facets of human emotion. We are all wired for connection and attachment, so it's only natural that many of us seek out romantic partners and long-term relationships. Over the years, I think one of the most important lessons I've learned is that 
most of these partnerships come and go, and that's okay. Regardless of whether those relationships were healthy or unhealthy, I learned a lot about myself and my own needs and my flaws and my traumas through experiencing them. I wouldn't be the person I am today sitting in front of this microphone if I hadn't experienced those things. And with those experiences, I was able to enter new relationships with different perspectives. I could go on here to talk about relationships and what makes a healthy one or an unhealthy one, but that isn't what this episode is about. It's about breakups. It's about loss. Sometimes it's a healthy relationship that runs its course. Sometimes we find ourselves with people or in situations that are unhealthy for us, or maybe we're the ones who cause issues to arise within relationships, but at the end of the day, the result is the same. The partnership ends, we feel loss, we feel heartbreak, we feel grief and sadness and fear for the future. We might be angry, we might blame ourselves for what happened. We might be confused and spend what feels like forever racking our brains about how things fell apart. All of these emotions can feel overwhelming and they can even lead us to really dark places. Some of us feel free immediately after a breakup, but later find ourselves mourning the loss for weeks or even months. I think the most important thing we need to recognize as individuals is there's no right or wrong way to feel right now. We all process things differently, and healing from heartbreak can look really different from one person to another. If I look back at my past relationships, I can see some patterns in how I felt after each one ended. Some of my methods were healthier than others, for sure. But I got through it, and I learned a lot about myself through that experience. I became more mindful about how my emotions impacted my thoughts and behaviors afterwards. This last breakup was really hard. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here out of respect for his privacy, but I can tell you that in these last few weeks, I've experienced some of the most heart-wrenching moments of my life. I cried harder than I've ever cried. I cried until I got sick. I felt intense fear and panic come over me that made me feel like I was actually dying. I felt like my future had been ripped away from me without warning, and the hardest part was knowing that regardless of all of the hurt in the weeks leading up to the breakup and the breakup itself had caused me, I couldn't be mad. Even though I knew that it would be so much easier to deal with this if I could just get angry, but I couldn't because that's just how I feel towards those that I love. I want the people that I love to be happy more than anything. And regardless of his choice, even though his choice literally felt like the weight of the world was crushing me, even though his choice made me feel like I couldn't breathe or think and 
even though his choice had made me feel such immense loss, I knew and I know that that's what he needed. And I needed to be okay with that. And I felt the weight of that loss every day since. So before you find yourself in a headspace where you think, no one understands, you don't understand. Trust me when I say that I do, I really do. I wish that I didn't, but I do. My therapist told me in our session after the breakup that there really is no pain in life like heartbreak. If it was easy, there wouldn't be so much art and music created in its name. So what do we do now? What do we do when we're experiencing such immense amounts of emotional distress and suffering? In the next section, I'll be talking about the grieving process and some things that I've been doing to get through this, as well as some of the things that I've done in the past which were not helpful at all. That's all coming up right after the break. Stay tuned. Alright, this next section is going to be, I guess, partially scripted. I have some notes here that I'm going to go over. We are going to talk about how to start healing, do's and the don'ts of getting through this. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that I've been doing that have been helpful and some of the things that I've done in the past that have been not so helpful. So I'm going to start off with something that might be a no-brainer to some and maybe very difficult for others. My first piece of advice, and a piece of advice that my therapist has reiterated to me many times about a lot of different things, um, the first step is to let yourself feel everything that you are feeling. I know I've said this a thousand times on this podcast, but in order to feel better, we have to feel like shit first sometimes. And when we avoid, numb, or stifle our emotions, we will always have a harder time overcoming them. If you need to cry, fucking cry. Cry as hard and as loud as you need to. If you feel angry because you've been mistreated in some way, let yourself feel that anger. Write about it. Rant about it with your friends who are going to listen to you. Head up to Signal Hill and yell at the ocean. Whatever you need to do to express that anger within healthy boundaries, I think that that's a good thing to do. Maybe you're extremely fearful and anxious. Try to remind yourself that huge life changes like this bring a lot of uncertainty and It's totally okay and normal to be anxious and fearful and scared right now. This is scary shit. Even if these fears seem so much bigger than you, understand that change is a completely valid reason to be afraid. I think for me, that has definitely been one of my biggest challenges over these last few weeks. I really thought 
that this person was my person. I truly believed that I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. Um, We'd planned to build a life together, and we took steps towards these plans. And then in a matter of weeks, that future, which felt so within my reach, was torn away from me. And that was one of the most terrifying things I have ever experienced to date. And it still is very scary for me. When we practice making space within ourselves to experience these emotions, they become less distressing. And we heal from these losses with more ease. Pushing down and numbing ourselves with distractions will only work for so long. Eventually, that grief will come to the surface. Of course, I'm not saying that it's easy to go through heartbreak, regardless of how good you are at validating your own emotions. Breakups fucking hurt, and they probably always will. But the least we can do is practice self-compassion through allowing ourselves the space and time to experience the loss for what it is. The second thing I have written here is self-care and self-soothing. And if you have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you will know that I've done an episode on this. Um, So my first little bullet in this little category of self-care and self-soothing is self-care and self-soothing are going to be really important here. Obviously, this is going to look a little different for everyone because everyone has their own list of things that make them feel good. I would like to highlight, though, that right now, if you're going through your first few days or few weeks in the breakup, that basic self-care, which means taking care of your basic needs as a human being, should be a really big focus for you right now. It might be the most important thing in the moment because the first few days and the first few weeks are the hardest on you emotionally, but they're also the hardest on you physically. So your physical health can really decline in the first little bit. Um, My first few weeks were rough. Um, I should say they are rough because I'm still going through this. I am only really starting to come out of this now, and it's been, I guess it's been almost three and a half weeks at the time that I'm recording this. Although I've been having good days and bad days, um, that's to be expected though. I really struggled with my appetite and sleeping because unfortunately for me, this whole experience has triggered my panic disorder. If you're not familiar with that uh, particular disorder, You can look it up. I've talked about it on my podcast before. Um, It's also been an experience that has triggered some of my PTSD symptoms. So to the best of my abilities, I have been focusing on taking care of my physical needs. This was especially important for me as I've been weight restored from my eating disorder for a few years now, and I really did not want to trigger any harmful behaviors that could be detrimental or cause some kind of relapse. Also, when it comes to self-care, don't be hard on yourself if you're not perfect at this right now, because you won't be. You're probably not going to have the physical or emotional energy to wake up at 6.30 a.m. and whip up a big, healthy breakfast with all of your favorite foods and finish it all. Um, That's just not realistic. You're probably dehydrated from crying. You're probably anxious. You probably don't have an appetite. 
Um, it's just unrealistic to expect yourself to be like the self-care royalty that um, you want to be right now. And, and yeah, like I was having a hard time keeping food down at all because my panic attacks were making me physically sick. So I ended up having to switch to a really bland diet, basically the kind of diet that you go on when you're dealing with like a stomach flu or like a parasite. I've been essentially eating foods that are very easy to digest, very bland foods like plain rice and crackers and potatoes and broth-based soups and toast and applesauce. And I've also been making a point to drink sports drinks to keep my electrolytes up as directed by my doctor and my therapist because there were some points when I was extremely dehydrated and actual dehydration. So not just like I'm thirsty, I'm a little bit dehydrated, but actual clinical dehydration is no joke. I have been hospitalized for it in the past and it is not fun. It makes you feel even worse than you already do emotionally. So um, definitely try and get yourself some electrolytes in you. Um, a friend of mine has also been um, bringing me treats and uh, small meals that I can handle. She also grabbed me a vegan meal replacement, which has been so helpful. Um, it kind of tastes like vanilla cake batter, so that's been pretty easy to get down. So if you can get your hands on something like that, um, it might be beneficial if you're finding you don't have an appetite. I was also having a really hard time sleeping in my own room for the first week and a half, and I was, yeah, not able to sleep in my own bed. Um, prior to the breakup, I was living with my ex, and going to bed was hard because I was so used to him being there when I woke up and I was also having a lot of nightmares and would wake up in a panic so my sister let me sleep in her bed with her um, her partner was sweet enough to take the couch for a few days um, so if that's a thing that's available to you whether that be staying with friends or on a friend's couch for a few nights or you know at a family member's house um, that's that might be something you want to look into to get you through the first week or so until you feel a bit more stable if you're not sleeping well definitely consider taking some melatonin or maybe just taking some naps whenever you can um, until the stress starts to de decrease a little bit other than that self-soothing will be important here as well spending some time doing the things that you enjoy and the things that bring you happiness will definitely aid you here. You might not feel much of that joy in the moment, especially not right away after the breakup, but whatever little comforts you can do to ease some of the pain in the meantime will definitely be helpful. So that could mean reading a favorite book or revisiting a favorite TV series or a comfort movie, spending some time outside, that's been helpful for me, taking up a new hobby, um, or spending time on a hobby you already have. I personally have had some amazing friends in my life who have like sent me different crafts to try. Um, my friend Elsa gave me a wool loom to learn how to make blankets. So that's something I'm gonna try. Two other friends of mine dropped me off some puzzles and some like origami paper to like, keep my mind off things, which is really sweet. Um, I've also been spending some time uh, playing my guitar and singing and writing. You could play video games, uh, whatever it is that you need to do to bring some enjoyment into your day is going to be helpful. 
And I know I mentioned in a previous episode that self-soothing can be unhealthy sometimes, but if you're doing proper self-care and allowing yourself to experience your feelings and all the other things I'm going to mention here, um, it's probably not an unhealthy thing. Um, It really only becomes unhealthy when you stop taking care of yourself and are only soothing yourself all the time. Um, Because then it it just becomes numbing and avoidance behavior and not actually self-soothing. I do think that self-soothing is a very important component to the healing process, especially where grief is involved like it is here. My next bullet point is spending time with family and friends. Now, if you're like me, you don't have a lot of biological family kicking around or that you allow in your life. Um, I really only have my sister. Um, Then spending time with your family is going to be really important here. You really should do your best to lean on your supports. Um, I've been, I might get emotional here. I've been very um, thankful for all of the people that have reached out to me because I'm very, um, if you're like me, you might be very bad at reaching out to others. I am definitely the type to self-isolate. I know I've done an episode on this as well. Um, I've really been working on communicating when I'm not doing well. And when I did that, I just received this immense uh, outpouring of love and concern and support um, from all of my friends, from acquaintances, from people I barely even knew I was getting all of this support. And it was just, um, you can probably hear it in my voice. It was just truly overwhelming and it was, yeah, very beautiful. And uh, I'm very thankful for that experience because um, if any of you are listening right now, it you don't understand how much that has helped me. And I do not often lean on people or let them help me. And that has been a challenge through this breakup, but I urge you to do so if you're experiencing this right now because it, uh, it's an amazing thing, truly. Uh, accepting the love that people give you, accepting the support that people give you is a very healing thing. And uh, yeah, just it's been incredible. Um, just even just little things like people dropping off little gifts and checking on me, texting me and asking me if I'm okay and how I'm doing and visiting me at work. And um, a friend of mine actually dropped me off some homemade crab apple jelly today. And, you know, my friend Lacey and her partner Brandon have been like bringing me meals. Like I mentioned before, they brought me soup and, um, and one of the soups is actually made with kale from my garden and they brought me cookies and just like treats and I just feel very loved right now and I feel very supported and these little gestures um, have just really made me recognize how much we need people and um, without going into too much detail about the breakup I think that that's something that people need to recognize and learn um, when it comes to relationships. There's this idea that, you know, you need to be 100% independent all the time. And if you don't, if you're not independent, then you're not in a healthy relationship. And I don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that it's a black and white issue. I do think that, um, you know, there is a level of independence and individuality that's important in a relationship, but there's also a level of dependence that is required. And obviously that's going to vary from relationship to relationship. Um, but 
Human beings need other human beings. You know, I mentioned it, I've mentioned it many times in the podcast, I've mentioned it many times in this episode, but we are wired for connection and we are wired for for needing other people, for needing support, and that's totally okay. And, you know, if you feel right now that you're weak because you need people, you need to feel loved, you need to feel validated, know that you are not. Um, you are a human being and you deserve love and you deserve kindness and you deserve support and you deserve community and lean on those people that are offering that to you Um, because that's what love is. Um, Love is support, love is kindness, love is compassion. Uh, Even if you feel like you don't deserve it right now, uh, I'm telling you right now, no exceptions. You do deserve it. You do deserve to accept that love. So yeah, if you have friends that are reaching out to you, asking you to hang out, um, offering invitations to hang out, maybe it's, maybe they're saying, you know, you might not feel up to it right now, but when you are, let's go on a walk, let's go on a hike, et cetera, et cetera. If you need anything, lean on those people and let them know that you hear them and that you appreciate them because having these opportunities and having these people reaching out to you is going to be really helpful. It might not be the presence in your life that you want right now. It is totally normal to just want your partner back and just want your ex to come back. And it's normal to feel those things, uh, accepting that that, that's not going to happen and uh, seeking that support in different places uh, will be healing. Um, I know it has definitely helped me um, through everything so far. So, um, yeah, lean into that support for sure. So my next point is if you are seeing a therapist, um, definitely make a therapy appointment as soon as you possibly can. I had a feeling something was going to happen before the breakup, so I actually made an appointment the second I had that feeling in my gut I was like can you can we please have this appointment ASAP and we set it up and I'm really glad that I did because um I definitely needed it um I've also been in communication with my doctor to make sure that you know all the medications and everything um that I've been on are working well and that um my health is there because when you're going through a lot of physical um, health issues, like I have been outside of this, all of this stuff, um, your your physical condition can definitely de- deteriorate very quickly if you're not taking care of your body, and it can deteriorate very quickly from the stress and the anxiety of these experiences, of these like losses and this grief. So, I definitely suggest that you make your therapy appointment, check in with your doctor, make sure that your that your your body and your mind are as well as they can be um, given the circumstances. My next point is to make a crisis plan. Um, this is not something that I am going to go into too much detail about. If it's something you feel like you're going to struggle with, whether that be, you know, panic attacks, being afraid of harming yourself, um, suicidal ideation, that sort of thing, make sure that your therapist and your doctor know about it, Um, but also talk with a trusted friend or or family member about these things. Um, A crisis plan typically includes um, making sure that you're not alone when you have 
thoughts of self-harm, removing anything from your environment that you could use to harm yourself, that sort of thing. So if you really struggle with your mental health and you really struggle with self-harm or suicidal ideation, I would definitely suggest talking about a crisis plan with your loved ones. Um, If you're listening to this and you're not going through a breakup and someone close to you is and they're not doing well emotionally and you're afraid for their safety, definitely if you can just gently bring it up and be like hey I love you I want to support you is this something that we can talk about so that we're ma- we make sure that you're okay because I want you to be okay um, that's definitely something that I suggest talking about um, yes um, so my next point is communicate your needs when you're going through this shit is so easy to just be like I'm fine and just like pretend like everything is okay and like you're gonna be okay if you are not feeling okay express that um if you feel sad express that express what you need hey i really need to not be in the house right now can someone come get me so i can go for a walk you know i've been making plans with my friends uh, as much as i can um we actually have an anime night coming up on sunday so that'll be nice going to order some food which I'm going to do my best to eat because I've been feeling very good but I think my appetite's coming back so communicate your needs um I don't want to be alone could someone come get me or can someone call me um these are the things I need right now ask for what you need um and that will definitely take you far uh, in healing from this the next point is to lean into this discomfort because it is a very uncomfortable time to be going through this um I remember before the breakup I spoke with my therapist about some mental health related things and I feel like she knew that this was going to happen um obviously she didn't say that to me but I just have a funny feeling that she did know and she told me something very wise and I cried about it a lot after um and this was I cried about it before the breakup happened actually I told her how much distress I was in and how much I was suffering and with all these changes that were happening um, in the relationship and she said to me I know things feel really heavy right now but never underestimate your ability to carry that weight and to hold that weight and that really stuck with me um, because that discomfort and that weight of this sadness and this grief and this loss is it can feel so big but it's it's actually incredible how much one person can hold it, it's it's amazing like how we can go through so much stuff and still come out the other on the other side even there there have been so many times in my life where i felt like i wasn't going to make it i there's so many times in my life where i really didn't believe that i was going to survive and i did and um a big reason why i I got through it was because I leaned into that discomfort. I allowed myself to to be uncomfortable and to change through that discomfort. I'm not one who believes in like what doesn't kill you make you strong stronger or whatever or like I don't think that there's a reason for suffering a lot of the time. It just 
sometimes it happens. Sometimes we go through really hard shit. Every human being will experience suffering. Some more than others. Some people go through really horrific things and other people go through like more, I guess, uh, minor. I don't like calling them minor things, but you know what I mean. Um, and there's no way to remove suffering from humanity or remove suffering from being alive. So the best that we can do is to rely on our ability to hold the weight of our loss and our grief and lean on people when we need to and practice these acts of self-compassion and these behaviors that aid in healing and um, a lot of that is extremely uncomfortable and that's the only way we get through it so yeah lean into that discomfort put yourself in your uncomfort zone and acknowledge it and accept it because you won't stay there forever the next thing is not something that I've had to deal with personally in this situation, but it's definitely something that I've dealt with in past breakups. Cut out people who expect you to be happy all the time and cut out people who impose their toxic positivity on you. Some people will try to tell you like, oh, just stay positive or um, all positive vibes. And this kind of goes back to my first point of allowing yourself to feel things. Sometimes things just suck and there's no purpose or meaning behind it. It just does. And um, if anybody tries to tell you any different, um, tell them to fuck off because um, you are allowed to be sad. This is a situation where being sad is actually normal and being upset and experiencing grief is normal and avoiding that is not normal and not healthy. Um, if you went through a significant loss and tragedy in your life and you were like, yeah, I'm totally fine, I'm totally happy, I would be very concerned um, for you. So definitely um, cut people out who make you feel like shit about being sad because you need to be sad right now. Um, my last point here is basically the overarching theme of these heartbreak do's um, is self-compassion. Um, practice that self-compassion. Self-compassion is self-care. Self-compassion is leaning on others. Self-compassion is allowing yourself the space to feel the things you need to feel. Self-compassion is reminding yourself that there's nothing wrong with you that there's nothing you could have done and you're just doing your best and self-compassion is reminding yourself that sometimes things don't work out and that's okay and self-compassion is also reminding yourself that you deserve all of the love in the world like you deserve love and you deserve support and if someone's not giving you that then that really is probably just them you know, obviously no relationship is perfect and everybody plays a role in a relationship and its success or its downfall, but um, don't... Taking on the whole, the entire burden yourself is the opposite of compassionate. Recognize you made mistakes, recognize they made mistakes, and tell yourself it's okay. Yeah. So here I'm going to get into a list of things that I've done in the past that are probably not healthy or things that I've seen other people do that are definitely not healthy. Um, so I'm just going to touch on these a bit here. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I feel like a lot of them are self-explanatory. 
first thing. Jumping into relationships right away after a breakup, this is almost never a good idea. I don't think I've ever seen it really work out. I think there are very, very rare circumstances where this is a healthy thing to do. I think we live in a society with all these dating apps and whatever that kind of pressure us into jumping into the dating pool right away. And I really don't think that it's a healthy thing a lot of the time. Um, I think it definitely leaves a lot of room for toxic people to take advantage of us when we're vulnerable. I also think that it's probably not healthy for other people either who are looking for something serious and then you realize that it was a mistake and it wasn't a good idea and then, yeah, it's just, I don't think it's necessarily a healthy thing. So take all the time you need to be with your heartbreak and to be with yourself and to be with your friends and to get that love and validation from your support system. Um, my second point here is... Um, don't get stuck on what you could have done better or what you did wrong because at the end of the day, it's just going to um, hold you back from that step of acceptance and accepting that what happened happened and that this is the end of the relationship and that's going to make it a lot harder to move forward. So um, there's a level of this that's normal, especially at the beginning, like, oh, maybe if I did this differently, things would work out, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's a normal thought process to get into. But once you start ruminating on that um, and getting stuck on it and just allowing yourself to go down this rabbit hole of blaming yourself, like recognize that that's not healthy and getting stuck in that place is not going to be beneficial to you. It's not going to be beneficial to your situation at all or even to your ex um i think it's important to see your flaws see their flaws see your mistakes see their mistakes and recognize that you're both human beings and whatever happened happened and this is the result and this is what we need to get through um my next point is do not solely blame yourself so this is kind of touching on the last uh, point do not blame yourself because relationships are not one-sided they are two-sided in this situation but you know obviously not everybody is in a monogamous relationship so um yeah there it takes more than one person to be in a relationship um while you may have contributed to certain things that led to unhappiness and you know then the end of the relationship it's not your burden to bear alone and if your needs were not being met, then I think that's a good enough reason to not be in a relationship. My next point is don't let people tell you to get over it. Um, like I said, the healing process can be very long. So um, if someone in your life is telling you to just get over it and to like see someone new or whatever, tell them the fuck off because uh you need time. Uh, healing takes time. There are some days you're going to be doing great and other days where you are going to be doing absolutely terribly. And that is all part of the process. Um, and if you need extra time, that's okay. My next point is don't isolate yourself. I know it's very hard to not do that because I am definitely guilty of that. Um, obviously some alone time is definitely necessary, but Whenever you have someone reach out to you, even if you might not feel great, um, just say yes. Try and take as many opportunities to be surrounded by your loved ones as you can. If they're reaching out to you, 
chances are they know that you're not going to be your chipper self, your chipper, chipper normal self. Um, they probably expect you to be a bit sad and lower energy. They just want you to be okay. And they just want you to not be, feel like you're alone right now. And they want you to take things day by day, hour by hour, and they want to be with you through this. So um, definitely um, accept that help when it is offered to you. And yeah, stop isolating yourself. If you get the energy to ask someone to hang out, do it. Um, do, leave the house, go out, hang out with your loved ones. These things will be very helpful for you. My next don't is don't stop taking care of yourself. Um, refer to my heartbreak dues and definitely practice your self-care, your basic self-care. If you have not eaten today, eat something, even if it's a fucking potato and a cup of applesauce, it's better than nothing. Drink some Gatorade, eat some saltine crackers and drink some water because you're dehydrated. I know you are. I know I am. Hydrate yourself and yeah, take care of your body as best as you can. Like I said, you're not going to be great at it right now and that's okay, but just do your best. Um, your best is not going to be the best you've ever done. And that's normal. It will get easier. And my last point here is do not let anyone, including yourself, make you believe that you were undeserving of love and happiness. It feels impossible right now. Um, truly for me, it does truly feel impossible for me to imagine myself, um, with anybody else. Um, I do not see myself dating anytime soon. Uh, I've always really struggled with my opinion of myself because of my upbringing and because of my trauma. But I do my best to say to myself every day, writing it in my journal uh, every day, that I'm deserving of love. I'm deserving of happiness. I'm deserving of support. I'm deserving of a happy and healthy life, regardless of what my brain or regardless of what my caretakers when I was a child were telling me, regardless of what anybody who has abused me has said to me, I'm deserving of those things. And you are too. Um, and yeah, just repeat that to yourself over and over again. Even if you don't believe it right now, um, part of self-compassion is being kind to yourself even when you don't feel like you deserve it. I kind of compare self-compassion a lot of the time to like reparenting yourself. I know I've mentioned this before in other episodes, um, but in a lot of ways through these experiences, we're kind of parenting ourselves in a way, really. We're kind of like momming ourselves. Like we're taking care of our bodies when our bodies are struggling. We're taking care of our minds when our minds are struggling and we're showing ourselves love when it's very, very hard. And uh, I think that that is um, one of the most difficult things, but one of the most incredible things that you can do. So if you got up today out of bed and you brushed your teeth, I'm fucking proud of you. If you drank a fucking meal replacement for every meal today, I'm proud of you. If you slammed a bottle of Gatorade before you got in bed today because you cried all day, I'm proud of you. If you went for a walk 
up the street and only got to the stop sign, had to turn around because you cried, I'm still fucking proud of you. That's fucking amazing. If you showered today, I'm proud of you. Self-care is not easy when you're grieving. And um, even just little things like getting out of bed. Maybe you decide to stay in bed. That's perfectly fucking fine. I'm proud of you for that too. Um, really tune in to what your body needs and um, you deserve all the love that you give and all the love that you give to others deserves to be returned to you and I want to let you guys know that um, you'll be okay I know it doesn't feel like it right now but you'll be okay I will be okay <laughs> and um, thank you for listening thank you to everybody who has reached out to me um, over the last few weeks it has been amazing truly incredible I am so thankful for each and every single one of you. I know a lot of my friends are probably listening right now. And um, thank you for showing me that I deserve to be cared for and deserve to be supported. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting very emotional. Um, I will continue to do my best. Even though it's very, very difficult at the moment even though it's very scary and I really don't know what my future is going to look like. I'm just trying to look at each day for what it is in front of me and I'm trying to focus on that, just surviving and just getting through this. Um, I fucking love you guys. You're the best. You will be okay. You will heal from this. It might hurt thinking about it. It might hurt to look back and think about it, and that's okay, too. I'm proud of you. Drink some fucking water. Thank you so much for tuning into your Uncomfort Zone today. I know it's been a long time, but I'm going to do my best to spend lots of time going forward on my hobbies and my passions, so expect more frequent posts on here and on my Instagram. If you're in a similar space as I am right now, I really hope that this episode helped in some way. Maybe it provided you with some comfort, or maybe you have a list of things that you can start including in your self-care routine. Whatever it is, if I imparted some little nugget of wisdom here today, I feel like this episode was worth it, despite how hard it was to record and write. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episode topics, or maybe you just want to say hi, shoot me a message on Instagram at youruncomfortzonepod. I always really enjoy hearing from you. Don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you feel may enjoy it or find this content interesting or useful. If you liked what I had to say here today, please give this podcast five stars or thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening from. It really helps this podcast grow and reach more people. You can find your Uncomfort Zone on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and at our home base, the Anchor app. Thank you for listening and take care of your hearts today. And have the best day that you possibly can, whatever that means for you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.